Hey, what is up, everybody? This is Rob Rivera. And this is Rob Rucha. And you're listening to the Robcast Podcast. Podcast. Hello, Rob. Hello, Rob. Technology, huh? Technology in the land of pandemics and craziness. All right. And we have a world-renowned TM uh, front of house guy and production manager, Mr. Chad Olick, whose resume is, uh, which I actually knew the bands he had worked with, but when he sent me his resume, I did not know how many bands he had worked with. He Thin Lizzy, uh, one of the Jonas Brothers, Deftones, Head P, Nonpoint, um, Fallout Boy, Chevelle. God, he's got, uh, he had a lot on there. And those those giant festivals that, that he did with giant production. Yeah, they did Lincoln Park. So I can't wait to uh, ask him questions about that kind of stuff because running a show like that has got to be insane. They would have pyro. They would have all the things that I've been around, you've been around, and you've seen it, but never really from the back end of it, like where he's had to be the one to get all that going, make sure all that's working. You know, and that one of my favorite things, and I was seeing that we're talking about crew and this is what this episode is about the crew the people behind the scenes that make things happen one of my favorite things is to see a crew set up and i love when we open up for other bands like we went out with disturbed or we did the Ozfest, went out with fuel and seven dust you know i love watching crew set up because I, I would always get ideas i'd see their work ethic i try to see how they would fix issues when they arose and uh it's a really cool process to see this. And I don't think a lot of fans know what goes on, you know, before, you know, the freaking lights go off and it's time for showtime. Hey, I hey, see you. How I you doing? see you. Nice hoodie, by the way. Oh, no, I thank you. Rob is wearing the new Stan Strong Clothing Company hoodie, which is available on stanstrong.storymv.com. Nice plug. And Rivera is <laughs> also wearing a Stan Strong jersey as. Uh, yeah. number 21 there yeah but this was not available so but no. um yeah so it, it's uh really cool to be able to talk to chad and ask all these questions and then we're going to ask possibly at some point in the interview the uh, he's like the king of memes right he is the darkest sense of humor i think i've ever encountered on social media however it makes me laugh and cringe every day it does. And, you know, another thing that he does is uh, he is like his page is like the obituaries. He yeah. always knows when someone passes and he's always posting like he posts about all. The well, and that's oh the God. thing with like, you know, like the inner circle of crew know the artists, management teams like so intimately because they're working with them. In, in such a way like, you know, I mean, you, you guys are not just employers to your crew. They're also like really close friends of yours, you know, in a sense, because they got your back on the road. They've got, you know, the, it's a family. You have to get along. And I know that we'll we'll definitely get into that with Chad because I'm I'm wondering, you know, what the dynamics are of some of these larger tours where you're not just dealing with a couple of crew guys, but you're dealing with teams of crew guys. So, you know, you have to have not only guys that are good at what they do, but then guys that I guess can, you know, all be friends too and and somehow make a make a good 
a successful tour. And you guys have had really good luck with that from what I've seen in your end of tour photos as well, where it's like, it looks like everybody's like almost half ugly crying because they're going to be sad that this is over. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I cannot complain. I mean, we've had an amazing amount of crew people, like people like Dustin and Casey, uh, Talina, Justin, Angel, uh, uh, God, what's the name? John, he's a drum tech for POD. He drum tech for me for a tour. Uh, Eric Hackett. Um, oh, yeah, Johnny Beats. Johnny Beats, yeah. Joshua Rumler um, and Chad, Chad Olick. And, and one of the things that – and many more. I just can't think of them all right now. But that there's uh, – oh, at 182. Give a shout-out to 182. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I forgot about that guy. Uh, but oh, but anyway, he forgot uh, about his car. He did. So 182, go get your car out of the damn parking lot there in Orland Park. It's been, been there, there almost going to be a year, over a year and a half now. But anyway, um, you know, uh, the one thing that I learned about Chad, I mean, which he always says it could be a good thing or, or a bad thing, is I, I learned to tour manage by, from him. Like, how would you deal with certain situations? And, and he's the one guy that I would love to uh, – to have again and the cool thing about him is like we have such a great relationship with him that you know uh, uh, a lot of crew people say well I'm, I am this this much money blah 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 blah, and all this stuff and and Chad just does it because he loves non-point you know like he loves the, the guys in the band he's established such a killer relationship with us and he has done sound for us at venues and and at festivals he never even asked for a dime you know it's like he did it for the love. If he had time, and then have you know, obviously he was out with bigger acts. He said, "If I if I have time and don't have anything to do with my band, I will gladly do it," which is only really a half an hour of his day. Sometimes most of the festival would play either half an hour or forty five minutes, and uh, he's been really cool like that with us. And he's always said, "Man, I come out with you at a, at a at a lower rate, you know, just because he loves us. I mean, he knows our budget." And and he's one of those guys that knows the reality of certain bands and what they can afford and cannot afford, and 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 he worked. You know, I think why it's one of the reasons why he has been in the game for so long. You know, he he is he just knows how to work with everybody. You know, I I have never heard of Chad being let go from a job. No, and I, I and I'm I'm looking forward to asking him about that too. Like, has he been in these scenarios that have gotten to a point where people have? lost their jobs or i'm sure he's seen many a uh, a uh, people get left at a truck stop gray dogged you know like leave, yeah. leaving them behind and letting them take a greyhound home but uh you know and and also one one thing that we need to mention too is that he listens to the podcast he does mm -hmm. and the thing is a lot of people don't understand the tour manager's role besides doing the books which is all the financial side of the band advancing shows which means talking to promoters and production managers dealing with the band itself dealing with gear that if he doesn't have like when he went out with us back then we we never carried a board so he had to use whatever board was at every venue every day was different so it was a different challenge every day and i've had him i'm wait, no, i didn't have him he's had the venue go get another board if all the channels are not working you know that's in your contract to to deliver adequate sound equipment you know and all that stuff so that's his job it, and and he hires crew he fires crew you know he, he's he's hired crew for bands he doesn't even work for because they know of his knowledge and they know how 
you know, what criteria needs to be met. And I'm sure like personalities is a huge thing. And as we know, if you don't get along with the crew, you know, one guy doesn't get along with people on the bus, that affects the whole bus. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I wanted to get into that with him. So we should definitely get him on the phone. Yeah, let's give him a call, see if he's ready for us. Okay. What's up, man? How you doing, Mr. Olick? Is it Olick or Olick? Okay, hold on. Uh, hold on one sec. Right. Uh, there we go. Okay. Is it Olick or Olick? Uh, Olick. Olick. Come well, on, man. I'm usually, I know, I always call you Chato. I never, really call, <laughs> never call you Olick. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, thank you for taking time out uh, to be in here on the podcast. I got my partner here. He's also a Rob. I, be, I don't know if you know him, yeah, Rob, yeah. don't you? Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, Rob, have we ever met in person? I know we know each other through social media and stuff. I think it's just social media. I never. I don't think I've ever met you in person. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think so. I was trying to think of it earlier today, but I, I didn't think so. But he's been uh, basically non-points engineer and uh, kind of everything that I do, recording-wise. I always come here, so he's been my partner here for about two years doing this podcast. Is it two years or one? Yeah, year? man. Yeah, we've been at it for a couple of years. Okay, cool. But yeah, uh, the, uh, I, I will say the, uh, the the live stream the other day sounded sounded really good. Oh, thanks. That that was all yeah. him. That was all him right there. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> it was it was a, a a gigantic challenge with Rivera bashing drums in the same room as Elias singing. Oh, I've I've, I've experienced that in small clubs. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, there was so <laughs> much. Spill. I can't turn down. I'm sorry. I just can't turn down. <laughs> but anyway, uh, today's podcast we want to basically talk about crew. Uh, you know, basically sure. the whole purpose of this podcast talk about recording touring you know try to bring some light uh to people about the industry how things work and uh a lot of people don't understand that there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you know and all these amazing shows and huge production shows do not get done without you know the band's not setting up you know that they don't get done unless there's an you know uh a very uh, competitive crew, I guess I want to say, that can make these things happen. But l- let's go back in time. I mean, I'm looking through your resume. Your first gig, was your first gig Deadlights? No, Orange 9mm. Orange 9 Oh, awesome. Did you do the Warp Tour with them? I started, I did the last two Warp Tour shows, I think it was. Uh, they fired their engineer Okay. Um, at some point during Warp Tour. And... Um, they did a one-off show in Worcester, Mass. at Sir Morgan's Cove. I remember that person. And yeah, and uh, I was there doing a local band called Knock, and um, the the house engineer was having a lot of trouble, a lot of feedback doing the Orange Nine uh, sound check, and I just you know I didn't do much. I just kind of EQ'd a couple little things out and made it stop squealing and walked away. And uh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it, well, and later that night, Matt, the drummer came up to me and he said, Hey, you don't, you have a business card. And uh, you know, of course this is the, you know, the nineties, everybody had business cards. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, handed him my business card and got a phone call. I don't remember if it was the next day or two days later. And he said, Hey, on you know, fr- this Friday, can you take the bus to New York? You know, so I took a Greyhound to New York. Ah, uh, before uh, flights, uh, before flights, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not really. Cause every, every other artist I worked for since then, I've been a flight. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but, it being New York, it was only, you know, New York from Boston via bus is only what, four hours, maybe, or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so it wasn't too bad. And I was, I was brand new. I didn't know any fucking better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, went down to New York, going down to New York, stayed on the bass player Greg's couch for a couple nights, and uh, then off we went to you know my my very first van tour. Wow, was that uh, that was that your only van tour, or did you uh, do a couple more after that? Uh, technically, it was the only van tour. Um, after them, uh, they broke up while we were on the road. They broke up when we were in Canada. That sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I always say I probably would work to them for, to this day. Yeah. You know, because I, I was young, didn't know any better, and they were sweetheart, you know, nice guys. So, yeah. Yeah. Didn't pay crap, but they didn't make crap, so it made sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were in Canada. They had a band meeting. Uh, I think it was in, man, I don't remember. It might have been Vancouver or Alberta. I don't remember. Jesus. But anyway, you be they, any more further away from home. Well, they still had like five. Sh- they, well, they still had like five shows left on the tour. Oh. Um, so I, uh, I, we were out with um, um, Machine Head Seven Dust. Oh wow! Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, so uh, uh, Bob Davis, who uh, anybody in the touring world knows from Bobnet. Yes, I know uh, Bob Davis. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, Bob's great dude. He um, he was out doing Machine Head, and uh, he's like, hey. They're done. There's another band uh, I just got a call about. They need a, a front house tour manager. Are you interested? And I was like, well, yeah, sure. So unfortunately, it, it started up real soon after um, like that day, like before the end of the actual tour. So I had to bail uh, two or three shows before the end of the tour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so did that. And that, that, and that, went on, that went to a band called Bolt Upright. Oh, I remember that name. Well, oddly enough, I was just catching up on a couple of the podcasts from you guys that I hadn't listened to. Yeah. But I listened to the uh, the one from last year with the producer. Um, forget Fred, his name. Did Fred Archambault? Ten- yeah, yeah. Did your yeah. ten? Uh, did the X record. Um, oh, okay. <clears throat> he had said in that podcast that one of his first things was Bolt Upright. That oh. it would be the it'd be the one and only record that they did. <clears throat> what a what a coincidence. So, <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of funny. I was just like, I was like, because I think I had like three of your podcasts that I hadn't caught up with yet. So I was okay. like, I should catch up on these last couple before you know before I talk to you guys. So I mean, I mean, I could safely say that I see you. I saw you grow up in the ranks. I mean, I was so happy like oh, yeah. when you got to Power Man. That was your first platinum band, I guess. After yep. that was after us, right? After Nonpoint, it was. It was directly after you guys, pretty much. And then I think you did that. Uh, you also did POD, right? When in their heyday, yeah, so, when they when they were doing like like when they were the platinum POD, right? Yeah, I did the uh, the payable on death record cycle. So not the not the one with Alive and Youth of a Nation. Okay. Um, but the next record after that, which was also a platinum record, but yeah, that's not awesome. not multi, not multi platinum. Okay. Well, I mean, like I said, it's been awesome to see you go from you know. From head PE to non-point to where you're at now, and I mean you're ab- above our pay grade these days, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> there's, you're, you're, there's you're no such thing, my friend. Yeah, but I, as I was uh, tell people, yeah, Chad makes more money than we make at a show. So, <laughs> but anyway, I, I don't I'm, know that I don't know that that's true, but <laughs> thank you for that anyway. <laughs> but um, it's it's been awesome to see you. I mean, looking through your resume, I there's half of this. I mean, I thought I knew everyone you had worked with, and I'm very like shocked to see some of the like I had no idea you work with Robin Thicke or or, yeah, Demi, or, Demi, or Demi Lovato. Like that's and that just shows your versatility. You're not just like a 
you know, a hard rock engineer. I mean, you can do multiple things, which is great. How was it working like in a different genre for you? It's great. Uh, you know, I mean, to me, you know, especially from an engineering standpoint, music is music, you know, like give me a console and give me a, a, a solid set of inputs and I'm going to have fun no matter what. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, the, the, and I, I honestly, I like, I try not to tour manage much anymore. Like I haven't, aside from Jason Bonham, I haven't really tour managed in like, man. Uh, I don't blame you by that, the way. <laughs> uh, Deftones in 2012, 13 was that, the last time I tour managed. That'll make anyone stop tour managing. <laughs> Oh no, man! They they were freaking great when oh, I worked cool. with them. I, I I know I know that there was uh, a time in their lives when they were uh, maybe a, a bit more of a handful. Oh yeah. But uh, but but when I was with them, man, I got I got nothing but love for all those dudes. I still talk to I still talk to most of them, uh, you know, a couple times a year. What uh what cycle was that on for Deftones? I did Diamond Eyes and Coin of Yokin. Oh, sweet! Great records, man. Yeah, both really good records, solid records. Now, talking, I mean, I've seen you've been with different bands. You've seen different things. And I've always told people, like, any band that I tour with or any tour manager that we have, you know, at, at, and anybody after you, I always go back and say, what would Chad do? Because I, I've, and basically, I learned a lot of my tour managing. Like my tour managing experience that I've done when I've had to tour manage like short, like a couple days here and there, I try yeah. to, I try to take the attitude that you had but without the yelling, but, uh, but <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm not, I'm not sure that's a good attitude. <laughs> no, because you, cause you, yeah, I, I heard you yell a lot and, oh, well, I, yeah, and I'll be honest. I, I don't yell nearly as much as I used to. So uh, what, what would as a tour manager, and I can see why you would not want to be one because honestly, it's it's a great it's a great paying job, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, it is a job like that. Like it's, it's a serious thing. I mean, you have to take care. So run run to the my listeners. What is the normal TM day? Uh, well, uh, I guess let me figure out uh, at what level. You know, are we talking about a club band or a theater band or a uh, band? Uh, let's let's say um, like when you were Deftones. What was your uh, what was your day like? <clears throat> Uh, so, all right, so Deftones, uh, general day, we'd load in around, I don't know, probably 10 a.m., I'd say. Um, so I'd usually be in the venue by 9, 9.30. And that's when you did promoter. your walkthrough? Yeah, meet the promoter, okay. uh, pick out offices and dressing rooms, that sort of thing. Uh, go over any last-minute rider adjustments, if there are any. If they, you know, Sometimes the, you know, the, the promoter will pre-buy your rider the day before or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but if not, then just go through whatever adjustments there are for that. Um, you know, usually start loading around 10. Uh, while the rest of the crew is loading in, I'll load in, like with Deftones, I was also front of house engineer. So I'd load in my audio, set up my front of house desk um, on the tours where I wasn't lucky enough to have a tech. If I had a tech, the tech would set up my front of house desk yeah. while I did, while I caught up on accounting or, you know, press stuff or advancing future shows. Uh, um, which uh, for anyone that doesn't know advancing a show is when you call the promoter uh, of a show that's in the future and go through kind of your wants and needs uh, for a show to make the show successful, what the band wants, what the band needs, uh, what you want, what you need to make the show right. And you go through all that. Uh, so that would take up, you know, that takes up a fair portion of the day, you know, d depending on the artist too, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've had some artists where the advance is a, for me to call in advance is a 10 minute thing. 
Yeah. I've had others where it's a, you know, it's a half hour, 45 minute call wow. or more <laughs> uh, or, or, or several or several half hour, 45 minute calls. Yeah. So, I mean, and also like a lot of people, you know, you, you have to deal with the promoters and then I know yep. that when you do like basically you're tweaking the writer that does that uh, determine from ticket sales? Like if there's there's a bad ticket um, sales, does the writer change? Is there good ticket sales? Do you get more? No, not generally, to be honest, because uh, the contract is the contract. So if there's, I mean, it depends on the artist too, because some artists are like, nah, man, ticket sales are light. We don't mind giving up a little back to the promoter. And there are other artists that are like, nah, screw that. We, you know, this is the contract. We get what we get. You know, so it really depends on the artist. But I'd say generally speaking, the catering budgets don't get chopped up too bad. Um, you know, and they're also at a theater level or a club level, the, the catering budgets aren't really super big. You know, you're not yeah. talking about tens of tens of thousands of dollars. You're talking about, you know, for a, for a, <clears throat> a band, say in a thousand seat club, you're probably talking about a thousand dollar or less catering budget, probably less, probably yeah. 750. Yeah. Uh, and, and in at Deftones level, I mean, anywhere from low side, 3,500 to high side, maybe 5,500 uh and that feeds the whole and that feeds the whole tour with openers as well yeah exactly that's got to feed everybody get the band their dressing room stuff get anything for the band's bus uh if you have a crew bus anything for the crew bus um uh breakfast breakfast lunch and dinner or at least lunch and dinner depending on what time you're loading in yeah uh after show food if there's after show food uh support like you said support dressing rooms Uh support dinner support lunch if they're on lunch so it goes. It, it, it believe it or not, it, you know, five grand sounds like a lot, but it goes real quick. I bet. I mean, especially you know, when on that level, you have a lot more crew to deal with. You know, it's not like you're usually at a you know at a, at a budget like that. You're dealing with two buses and and <coughs> yeah, yeah. So a lot a lot I, of bands at Deftones level. You know, I'm Deftones had. Do they do you have two buses on that tour? We did. Yes, we have a band and a crew bus. Yeah. Okay. So now, when facing a promoter that just does not want to do what's needed and there's been quite a few out there and i've seen <laughs> and i've seen you yell at a couple of them oh yeah and i definitely so, have so now in the chad olick of today let's say when you're out with fallout boy and um promoter does not want to give up certain things what is your action towards that so uh i mean first just try and solve it you know between you and the promoter before you have to escalate to you know higher higher grounds but if the promoter is just not going to budge i'll go to my tour manager uh, first, because I'm Paul oh Boy, I'm, a, I'm the production manager. That's not the right. Tour manager. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes. Uh, so I, I'd go to my tour manager and say, "Hey, you know, Josh, this is uh, this is what's going on. This is what we're supposed to have. This is what they're trying to give us. You know, I'm going to escalate this. And you know, it's it's more. It's not so much asking for permission. I mean, in a way, it is because he could always he could always say, "No, man, I, I think we should just deal with it, and then that's what we do. Uh, but it's more just like, "Hey, this is what's going on." Because uh, on on this level, uh, tour manager and production manager, although the tour manager is definitely the boss, uh, it's a bit more of an equal footing. Yeah. Uh, because he's kind of the overall boss, but when it comes to the production side, a lot of times the tour manager won't get involved a lot. You know, they yeah. they get involved as much as they have to to do their jobs, but they they you know most most of them try not to step on toes and allow people to do their their own jobs. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I, I would go to Josh and he'd say, yeah, or nay, or it's a good idea, or no, we can solve it. 
<laughs> uh, and then if I have to escalate, the first call is to our manager. And I would talk to him and tell him what's going on. And then we would, in turn, either send an email or call our booking agent. Okay. So uh, basically, a all, basically a chain of command type of deal. Yeah, and that would all take place super fast. Like, it sounds like a lot, but that probably would take, from the time I talk to my tour manager to the time I send an email to the booking agent, we're talking 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's super just, fast. I guess try to get it fixed and not let it drag because you have other shit to do during the day. So. <clears throat> well, yeah, and a lot of times, whatever, you know, after, after enough time, you learn kind of, you, you kind of learn what you can and you can't ask for. Yeah. You know, there, there are definitely things that are, you know, you're like, oh, well, I would love to have this, but the show is selling poorly or, or, or whatever. Think of, you know, the thousand reasons why you couldn't possibly have one specific thing. And, uh, you know, the, the, there's sometimes where you're just like, you know, th there's been battles I've lost. <laughs> Plenty yeah. of them, lots and lots of them. Um, but, you know, you go to the, you know, you go to the, the, up the chain of command. And then at that point, you know, either the agent calls the, the talent buyer for the venue or the, or the promoter himself. And, uh, that either they sort it out between them. And then I get an email back saying, yeah, your, your problem solved and you get what you want or no, your problems solved and you don't get what you want. <laughs> so, um, um, so, I mean, have you ever had a situation where, You've, I mean, I've seen you when you were t tour managing us. I, I do remember specifically in Green Bay. Green uh, Bay, okay. I, uh, combined locks. Combined locks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Combined combined locks. Locks. Is that the, it, was that the gig that was kind of on the river? Something Ryan. Uh, no, no, not that one. I forgot the name of the venue. But it was Combined Locks, Wisconsin. It was just outside of okay. Green Bay. And I remember there was no loaders there. <laughs> and then you told our crew, stop working right now. And you told them all to yep. go on the bus. And I don't remember what happened. I'm like, uh, is the show canceled? I, I, I had no idea. I was in the video. Uh, and I heard you yell at the, at the, at the at, I don't know who it was, if it was the, the sound guy or house guy. I have I, no idea. Well, I would guess, uh, in uh, being Wisconsin in that time frame, I'm going to guess the promoter was Joe Miller. Because <clears throat> he did most of our shows during uh, that time yeah, frame. He was a Seven Dust manager, right? Uh, he ended up, yeah, I think, yeah, uh, him, I mean. Him, uh, him and Eddie. Were, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, actually, I just, talked to, I just talked to Eddie yesterday. Oh, I love him. I miss that guy. <laughs> Such a good uh, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and, uh, and a lot of people don't understand that, too, that most tour managers are the people who hire crew. Yes. And, like, tour I've, managers, I've, managers actually, production managers. I've actually have hired crew for the last 10 years myself well <laughs> but I, I don't want and, i don't i don't want to but i uh sometimes well I no i mean i'll tell you this though uh, even at you know uh, like with fallout boy i don't just randomly hire uh you know a guitar tech i i get a bunch of names and i narrow it down to the people that i think will fit you know because a lot of it's just i mean there's a ton of people that can do the job it's a lot of it is personality you're living on a 45 foot you know tube with yeah, somebody for absolutely. weeks on end you know you can't have you know, it sounds terrible to say, but you can't really have diverse personalities. Everybody has to be able to gel and work, you know, homogeneously together. You can't have this one rebel that, you know, is just an asshole to everybody. Yeah. You know, no matter how good they are at their job. There's many of those. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, I've always told people, I was like, I don't care how good you are at your job. If you're an asshole, you're going to have trouble getting yeah, because it comes down to the, the same band. time. It comes down to the band. Comes down to the band. You know, the band is definitely going to 
like I've seen a lot of problems over the years with guitar techs, you know, and guitar. Sure. Tech, and I, guitar I, I, I've seen many, many get let go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had problems with guitar techs. I've had problems with lighting guys. I mean, there, there's literally no position on the tour that hasn't had a problem at one point or another. You know, I mean, there's assholes everywhere. Doesn't really, yeah, so, there's no race. So when, so when Chad Olick is putting together a team for a band, what is it? You know, uh, do you have like do you hit up people that you know first, or do yeah. you just go through the through the Rolodex? You know, like uh, I, yeah, I'll hit up people I know first, um, as, as I think anybody does. You know, you want to work with your friends. Yeah. You know? So Absolutely. I'll go through I'll go through my you know my normal touring buddies and go, okay, well this person's on this, but how long does it last? Can it work? Can it not work? Whatever. Um, and then if I've exhausted all those possibilities and I still have roles to fill, then I go to my, my second fallback is to ask those people that I just talked to, Hey, which one of your buddies that I may not be thinking of, or maybe I don't know is available, fits the job, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and then to drop it, a, if that still doesn't fill the position, the next drop down is I'll actually put it on, uh, on Bobnet okay. and hit up Bob Davis and have him put a blast out to his, I don't even know how many thousands of people are on his mailing list. Now there's gotta be three or 4,000 at least, maybe more. I don't, I have no idea. Um, <clears throat> but so I'll get it to him and he'll send it out to the masses. And that's when I get flooded with, you know, 9 million emails in about an hour. Um, <laughs> of, yeah. It was funny. Cause I used to put my regular, my real email address on there. And uh, yeah, I stopped doing that about eight or 10 years ago. Cause Literally, you'll get emailed for months and months and months about a position that was filled within minutes of, you know, posting it. Yeah. Now, as, with all the bands you've been with, I'm sure you've seen the highs and the lows and the good mm -hmm. and the bad. Now, uh -huh. what, what has been your most and worst pleasurable situation Ooh. you have been in? I mean, if you don't want, I mean, you don't want to name any names, I understand. But, oh, yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, I, I, believe me, I'm not going to say anything that's going to get me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that one of the biggest peaks, if you would, or high points would have been Fallout Boy in 20. Oh, God, I'm going to get my years all messed up. 2017 or 2018. I can't remember what year it was now. Uh, we headlined We headlined Leeds and Reading. Oh, and, sweet. Oh, it was awesome. It was, you know, that's packed. A, that's a huge festival. Yeah, and we we you know it was packed, and we we created this ginormous LED set um, that took a, a boatload of money and time uh, to, to 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 get, and it was just this giant, uh, for lack of a better description, it was just a giant wedge that went from uh, seven ten feet upstage of the downstage edge. Uh, and it was 20 feet long, 30 feet long, tall or what, not tall, but kind of sloped up to about, so from the zero line, from, from, from stage level, it sloped up past the drummer, um, to, to, I think it went to 12 or 14 feet tall. Holy cow. Um, wow. and, and, and it was 50. Well, yeah. So it was a 20, you know, like a 20 foot long, 54 foot wide video floor that the guys could walk up and down. Wow. Um, and inset in the middle of that was the drums, the drum riser was floating kind of in the middle. We had it manufactured so that you couldn't see, there were no legs on the drum riser, basically. The oh. video tiles went, the video tiles went, think of like, um, uh, remember like Tommy Aldridge's drum kit back in the day? He used to have the, tom, uh, the kick drums 
set over the uh, edge of the riser. Yes, hung on the, yes. Uh, yes, I do remember. Yeah, so think of that, but for the drum riser itself. The drum riser was hung over the video wall. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was pretty, uh, I, I mean, I don't get impressed by stuff super often, and I, you know, I impressed myself with that. You know, it was like, to get it all done, and, and you know, festivals, you've done, I mean, you've both done God only knows how many festivals. Yeah. yeah. And think of the amount of time you have, even as a headliner on a festival, you're still talking about uh, maybe a 45-minute set change. Yeah. <coughs> on the, I and, think on the high side, yeah, probably. Yeah, as the headliner of Leeds and Reading, I mean, I could look it up, uh, but I want to say we had we probably had 45 minutes, um, maybe 50. And to put to all get, that shit together? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. So we had a team. I mean, our normal our normal fallout boy team is 12 13 14 14 crew including tour manager and security okay um so 14 plus the band and you have uh, you have your union people there too right uh well that's so i'm talking about just that's just like no matter what we do if okay. we go to a tv show or do uh, uh you know anytime the band's performing there's yeah you know, like 14 crew people there total including yeah, you know, security people and everything. Okay. Um, the for for something like Leeds and Reading, I think we had what did we have? We had four carpenters, a rigger, uh, an extra two lighting people, an extra. I think we had six or eight pyro people. This is on top of the fourteen. This is on top of the fourteen. Okay. Uh, six or eight pyro people. Um, uh, one or two extra video people. So it was probably, it was probably an extra 15 people. You know, so we were probably about 30 ish people. Wow. Um, Jesus. and then, and then you have your local labor on top of that, yeah. which I, I, I don't recall what leads and Reading has for local labor. I want to say it's like 20 or 30 for a set change. Um, <clears throat> so we had probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 35 people working on that alone during set change jesus that's awesome yeah it was well, great but, you but know something on that massive i mean you you, you need it you need that you know? and that's the thing yeah it's it's, it's you know it, believe me it's it's it as great as it is and as fun as it is it's also uh maddening and scary and nerve-wracking <laughs> yeah all of the things that can go wrong and actually that was it that year or the next because we did leads and redding two years in a row uh, co-headline one year with Biffy Clyro and headline the next. Okay. And one of those two years, uh, my audio went completely out. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, like, in I the mid, a, like in the middle of set. Oh yeah. 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 Of course. So why, why okay, wouldn't it go out some, some other time? Now yeah. that brings a great question. Uh, what would Mr. Oleg do? What is your uh, action that you take? Uh, the first thing you do is crap your pants yep. because, you know, <laughs> there's absolutely no sound going to, I don't know, 60 to 80,000 people. But the sound uh, on stage, they can still hear themselves? Yeah. So they're on in-ears. So uh, after the show, when I went and talked to the band about it and let them know what happened, uh, Pete, the bass player, was like, he's like, man, he's like, before I even say anything, he's like, hey, did the subs go out? Uh, during whatever I can't remember what song it was, but during whatever song I was like, yeah, yeah, you could say that. The subs <laughs> went out, and so, so did everything else. Oh, I can imagine your answer. You know, <laughs> oh, it was, it was the most brutal walk of shame I've ever had. 
Um, but it was one of those things where it's, you know, if it's electronic, it's bound to fail sooner or later. And uh, I had an, uh, a switch for my, um, for my waves and uh, UAD stuff, my, uh, my Apollo, not my Apollo, my uh, live rack. Bye. And the switch went bad. And I, it dropped all audio until I could reroute it. So how long, how long did that take you to do? Uh, I mean, I honestly don't know. It felt like about seven and a half weeks, but in reality, it was probably, I don't know, maybe a minute and a half or two minutes. Yeah. Okay, that's not actually that bad. That is long, though. Oh, my God. It's they're the like, you know, there's a, certain, there's a certain part of the song that people like. <laughs> they can't, they can't <coughs> right. hear it. But I uh, uh, see, uh, and that's, I could, you know, it goes to show you that even people in, in with big time situations like you have, oh, yeah. that things go wrong. I mean, I, I've. Our our sound has gone wrong. Has gone off. Were you oh, yeah. with us at, at the double door in Chicago? No, I've never done the double door. Okay, I remember the two times we played there, the guitar side went out. Like when Andy was playing, both times the guitar side went out. Then me and Elias had to go into this improv hip hop thing because <laughs> you, you can hear drums, you can hear drums and vocals. You couldn't hear the guitar. I think you can hear bass. But uh, right. <laughs> and I, and we've had that happen. We had to do okay. We got to do this improv. So now, dare I ask you, what's been the most not cool situation you've uh, been without without yeah, putting yeah. anybody um, on blast? Because I don't. We don't like trash. No, no. I, show, I, know? I, I I won't. No, no. I won't trash. And actually, I've been. I, I'm not going to lie. In twenty almost twenty one years of doing this, I've never worked for an artist that's been completely terrible. Okay. Like. Even the worst artist I've worked for, uh, I might work for again. I'm not sure. But anyway, the um, and they were nice guys for the most part. But there was one artist I worked for that was uh, they just they were just difficult. You know, they 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 their status in the career was not quite to the level that they thought it was. Yeah. So there there was a lot of like, well, why aren't we getting this and why aren't we getting that and you know, it was strictly like, huh? I mean, you're playing a 1500 seat club, you know, what you, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 your 1500C club where you know, it's one bus and, and a truck and you know, it's, it's, <laughs> you're, you're not getting an arena level thing because you're not at an arena level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even them, you know, there was two dudes in the band that were awesome and two dudes in the band that were like tolerable. Okay. And uh, and the two tolerable dudes like would give you a run for your money every now and then. They'd you know whinge about stuff and whine and cry about stuff that you know couldn't you know. There's no way you could fix it. You know, no matter what you tried to do, it was just it was never going to be good enough. And if you made a suggestion like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this today because we're at this 150 cap club because things got screwed up, and you want to do yeah I don't know you want. I don't know. You want Emerald for dinner tonight. You know, it's, yeah. it's just not going to happen. You know, this isn't the day for that. We need to reassess and figure out how this is going to go. Uh, and, I, I uh, do. I do remember you telling me that oh, a quote of yours about POD that they were just as pleasurable as to work with us and Nonpoint, but they had budget, mm -hmm. but they had budget. Yeah, dude, those guys are <laughs> such sweethearts. They had the they, money. They, are, they had the money. <laughs> They, yeah, dude, those and I've been like I said, I've been very fortunate. I haven't really worked for a bunch of assholes ever. You know, like 
the fallout boy guys as nice as could be shine down as nice as could be um peter frampton what a sweetheart of a guy um you know like i've been very fortunate to work for a lot of like just genuinely nice people you know at, at all levels you guys uh skindred um Reveille, you know all these bands that are like they're just super nice people the only thing you ever had to do with us is you trying to chase me from beating up somebody because I had too much Jack Daniels. <laughs> I, I did have to. I did have to track you down a couple times outside the bus to make sure that yeah. things did not go awry. Yeah. Uh, except for that one time in Connecticut where you actually had to stop me from killing someone. Yes, I do. And uh, do you remember now? Were you were you with us when Andy had the hyperextended knee where he hurt himself? Yeah, that was at the uh, in Houston. I can't remember the venue name. Fitzgerald's. Yes, that's it. The and house. It and like do house. you remember the show in Chula Vista? Uh, yes, with the, with uh, Jose. Yeah, with Jose, they tackled the one yep. dude, and I came up and I yep. punched him in the face. <laughs> I do. Was Eric was Eric Hackett with Eric us? Eric Hackett too? and Charlie Marshall and you yep. and I don't know. And Jose was doing merch. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. And I remember, God, I, I keep telling that story that that dude and, and how packed that place was, and we just kept wrong. and we just kept playing. Like, I think we went over our time. People were kicked because I got off the kit and hit that dude that was choking Jose. But he punched yep. But he punched Charlie. And, yep. and Char I remember Charlie's filling coming out of his mouth. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, and then we had to get some police escort or something. Uh, so, uh, something like Yeah, I don't remember all of it because, man, that was – that's damn near 20 years ago. It's 18 and, years ago. And there was, like, a lot of people over there with no barricade. It was, yeah, there, there, uh, was there no barricade or was it bike rack? No, no, there was no barricade. It was a cement, uh, yeah. it was a cement stage. And the, the yep. security guys were right there in front, but the crowd was like right there pinning them against the, the cement. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is not going to go well. And I, I didn't expect that many people over there in that. I mean, it was packed over there. And yeah, it was it was a mob show. Who else was it? Clutch was on that show. Clutch, soil, soil, soil played, yeah. and then Deftones and POD played on the main stage. I think Stained may have headlined. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I know that we went over our time and Deftones couldn't start. And I hope to God if they never get, I hope to God <laughs> that we didn't make them mad. You know, if, uh, uh, people kept. I think people just kept rooting for us, and we we were still young at that time. You know, we didn't know any better about. We we never usually sure. ever went. We never, as a band, have never really broken any rules or never went over our time. And no, you guys, the whole time I was with you guys was, you know, it was easy and a pleasure. You know, I mean, it was. Now it, it's funny. Now when we Go met ahead. you, when we met you, you were out with <laughs> PE. I was yes, and uh, that was a very interesting time. It's funny. I I, I still talk to uh, BC. Uh, I the do drummer, too. All, I, yeah, I talk to him all the time, and I, I talk do. to Chad. Uh, recently, I talked to Chad quite a bit because he was doing that. Did you watch that? Um, yes, that the movie. Vi they the did, video. Yeah. Yes, I did. I'm in there, drunk. That's right, you are. <laughs> I'm in there, drunk. I, I was like, oh my god, I wish you didn't put that. So I mean, I, that was that was the tour that I was on with them. That was the you know that was the cycle. I did the yeah. whole broke cycle for the most part. Yeah, and I, I remember uh, that you guys were. I remember I, when we were on that tour. We ended in Grand Rapids at the Orbit Room. And, <laughs> the good and, old Orbit Room. Yeah, and then you were you guys were flying to. You guys had to go to Pittsburgh, or I think you guys were playing a radio show. Chicago, next, Chicago or uh, somewhere. Is, is that where we were flying out to go to Europe? Right I after? think so. Yeah, and you had to get yeah, it was beat, Chicago, and you had to 
basically almost dragged BC away from me because we were drunk and almost crying. Oh, goodbye, goodbye. Was, like you know, like I was. We were gonna, you know, it was, it was a great friggin' tour, man. You know, and, and it was an awesome tour. And then you had to basically almost drag BC away uh, to the bus because you guys had to leave. He's like, yeah, yeah, a minute, a minute. No, no, we gotta go now. <laughs> Oh my god, that that was it, definitely it, one I, of the I funnest still, tours I've ever been on. I, I still joke, and and I've and I've and I've said, and I will say until I. Where'd you go? The original head PE. Yeah. Uh, am, I, am I not here? No, no you're here. Me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, if you can work for the original head PE, you can probably work for anybody. They uh, uh, they will they would they would run you up one side and down the other. Yeah, I mean they were uh, they were definitely a handful. <laughs> I mean I love those dudes. I mean I I, I had a lot of fun oh, with absolutely. them. Absolutely, I had so much fun with those guys. I mean I definitely don't act that way anymore. You know it's it's a different. I'm 50 now. I can't do any of that shit anymore. But uh, that, that yeah, was, that's the only tour uh, yeah, that I'm, I drank. I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. Yeah, that's the only tour I've ever been on that I actually drank every single day of the tour. <laughs> like I had Jack, like BC would have me a shot of Jack Daniels every single day. And I couldn't say no to him. He was the kind of guy that you could not say no to. He'd give you shit if you I, did I, not I, drink with him. I will say this in, in the year that I worked for them. And actually in my entire career, I've only been drunk once uh, before the end of the night, like before my job was done. Yeah. And that was with those, cl- with, the, with those guys. And yeah, you can call them, uh, you can call them clowns. So, you can call them clowns. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're definitely at the time they were full on clowns. Yeah. Um, at, we were in, I want to say it was Vienna, maybe. I don't know. We we're in Austria, I think, or maybe Switzerland. And it was this tiny little club across the river. The bus had to park like on the street, like, like a half mile away. And it was, a t- there was like seven people at this club. Wow. It was, we don't, none of us knew why we were playing there, but the promoter was awesome. Gave us, like cases of wine. Jeez. So we were loading out, we were loading out with bottles of wine in our hand, in one hand and a, and a Marshall 412 in the other. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was the only time in my entire career I've been drunk during loadout. And let me tell you, man, I, as much as those guys partied and as crazy as that tour was, they, their shows every night were slamming. I mean, they oh, yeah, they, they were, were still one of, the bands. one of the best live bands, and they didn't play the, the no tracks. They were a complete live band. I think uh, BC only had the the electronics for the he had the the little pad electronic pads on his kit. Um, yep. Right, they, he had electronics, right? Like he had like pads. Yeah, he had little yeah the rolling pad, and it ran into. I don't remember what sampler uh, it was that that he ran off of it. Maybe an Akai. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, he would trick, he would trigger the, the, like the, 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 some of the noises, you know, yeah, no, and, like, and no he music, played them so himself. It's not like there was a computer running or anything. Like oh that. no. Yeah. He had, were, to, he had to actually physically hit the pad and trigger it and go. Yeah. He would. And, and he had one of the best fucking snare sounds. My God. <clears throat> it's yeah. I still say to this day that, that if they played tomorrow, I could go mix that band with my eyes shut because there's almost no EQ on any channel. There's a little EQ on the kick, a little EQ on the floor tom. Other than that, pretty much every other channel is flat. Wow. Yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day they'll do it again. You know, those well, original we guys. actually BC and I talked about it. He's like, he's like, there's rumor that maybe, you know, possibly 
there's a slight chance that something like that would happen. He's like, if that were to happen, would you be interested? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll go do that. Okay, well, he needs to have non-point open up so we can relive those memories. I, 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 I'll, I'll get drunk one day with him, but then the next day it's going to be really rough getting up. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I know he still drinks because I've gone and had drinks with him, but I even think he's not quite, uh, quite the powerhouse he used to be. Yeah, I saw him about a year ago in Vegas. Uh, we played at uh, what's the name of that place inside the Hard Rock, uh, the, the Hard Rock uh, Hotel, uh, Hard Rock. Venue. Oh, oh, at the, the at the joint, the vinyl, the place called Vinyl next to it. Okay, yeah, yeah we yeah, play, yeah. yeah we played there with Pod, and then he showed up, and God, it was like it was like two thousand and one all over again. They're like, please, dude, I cannot do this. I will not be able to walk tomorrow. <laughs> but well, yeah, he, he came out. He came out to one of my shows in Germany uh, when I was doing Serge Tonkin. Okay. And uh, he, he brought because uh, he does a lot of stuff with the, uh, um, the extreme the extreme uh, sports, he, he, right? Yeah, extreme sports. The yeah. ESPN. Uh, oh God, why am I drawing a blank on what the heck? That's, he does the, a he does a four wheeler races or something like that, or something like that. Well, ATV ATV races. Yeah, yeah, that and and the ski mobiles. He was doing a lot with the Moore brothers. Okay. Um, and uh, he brought the Moore brothers. Both you know, both of them were still uh, with us at the time, and yeah. uh, he brought them out to the show in Germany. And uh, they they hung out, and I was like, "Oh, this is just like old times, but not not good old times." Yeah, yeah. He uh, he definitely <laughs> he, he definitely turned it on at that show in Vegas. I was like, "Dude, I cannot do this." Is oh, the, he still I, has the ability? Believe I me. said, "I'm not 30 years old anymore. I can't do that." But but we I had a great time with him. It was good to see him, and he's come out to all the Orange County shows. He always comes out. And, and show support. He's, I, I, I mean, I, I love that dude, you know, and, and I hope to God that that rumor is true and, and some, that some, it happens in some capacity because I know it would be yeah, killer. I, mean, I know it would be think, killer. So, yeah, they had, I think they're, I mean, he's gone again. Chad? Oh, there I am. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you disappeared <laughs> for a minute, but. Yeah, you, you disappear for a second. Go ahead. Oh, you disappeared again. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm still here, yeah? Yeah, yeah you're here now. now. Yes. Uh, it keeps cutting out. <laughs> um, there we go. Am I good? Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, they had a big had, had a big Facebook thing back in, I don't remember, March, April, or May, kind of at the top of this pandemic. Uh, and they... Uh, yeah, it was the first time I think in a long time that all of them were kind of together. Like they went together in one place, but they did like a a Zoom call more or less. I saw some of that. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, it's good that they're talking yeah. again. You know, what I'm saying that that's killer. Yeah, and that's what I think. You know, that was when I was talking to BC, and you know, he was he was he was stoked that they you know that they could finally talk to one another again because I think there was a I think there were a few years there where it may have been a little bit little little yeah. Good been a little bit rough for them yeah well that's killer man i mean that i had like i said i think if they would come out with that original lineup again that i mean i think i think it'll do really well yeah i mean whenever i'm in birmingham hello chad you keep a little bit oh am i gone again yeah you keep cutting out i don't know why i'm not even do you hear us the whole time? I'm not. I'm, I'm not even moving, and I'm like, yeah, I haven't lost you guys yet. 
Okay, we keep losing. That's him. weird. That yeah, weird. That's never happened before. But anyway, you said something that's about Bir- I'm, 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 you said something about Birmingham. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I still see Mark Young uh, when uh, when I'm in Birmingham. Oh, okay. He'll come out to the gig. He's not, is he not playing with Small Empty Soul anymore? No, no. He's uh, he's back in England full time. Um, okay. uh, yeah, he's back in England full time and has been for oh man, I don't know, two three years, I guess. Yeah, I know he was having um, some. I'm green, not sure. I know he was having some green card issues or something. Yeah, I think I, I'm not sure, but I think that might be the issue. I I, I try to you know. Stay out of the personal stuff if I can help it. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. But um, anyway, I mean, yeah, I mean, that'd be killer. Hopefully that's something that'll happen. But right now, I mean, what has been your thing during the pandemic? I mean, obviously, uh, uh, what are you doing right now? Now you haven't been able really to tour, so what? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I spent, uh, I spent March, April, and May uh, in a corner crying and sucking my thumb. Uh <laughs> Um, that's okay, man. Uh, so I spent March, April, May in the corner, you know, not doing anything. And then, um, come the middle of May, I tried, decided to pull my life together and not be a big baby anymore and, uh, put my resume together with a, with a good buddy of mine and, uh, like a, a legit resume, not just like a, I work for this band and I work for that band. And I, uh, you know, became an adult and went out and got a real job for a while and, uh, so now I'm a project manager at an electric slash HVAC company. Oh, cool! Hey, man, yeah, you so got to make money. You got, hey, you got to make money. You know, it's yeah. like, like all- I mean, I've been very fortunate. I've been very fortunate. My artists have uh, have treated me well, and you know, I, I'm certainly in a you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm far from wealthy, but uh, I at least have enough money to survive, and you know, not stress so much. Um, but yeah, money doesn't last forever. No, I agree. I mean, it's. It, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I can't imagine. But I mean, I know so many crew people. You know, and it's been and it's I, my heart is out goes out to them. You know, and plus all of them, all of our musician, all of my musician oh, yeah. peers. You know, I mean, we're probably going to be the last ones that actually go to work. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, know, so. for sure. There's if if we're lucky. I mean, I don't. I, you know, obviously everybody's predicting this, predicting that, predicting the other thing. Who the hell knows? But I, I would, I would be willing to bet. Nothing until, you know, end end of second quarter next year, maybe maybe even third quarter next year. Yeah, I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of rumors of fall 2021, which is yeah, which I, I mean, I'm completely okay with, and I'd be great, you know. I mean, sooner would be great too, but uh, yeah, I, I'll take it. Hopefully, I know we only we're only booked for one festival in Orlando, so I'm hoping that yeah, we're we're slated to go out. Um, I think our first show on the books is. June, June something. I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, twenty twenty one in Europe. Okay. Uh, for the for the Hella Mega Tour. Um, and who's so that we'll one? Who, who's that? Who's that one with? Uh, that's Green Day, Fallout Boy, Weezer, and I don't remember the the opening band off the top talk, of my head. Talk about some heavy hitters, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's all it's all stadiums. That's uh, insane. So. Yeah, it should be it should be good, and we're we're kind of crossing our fingers and hopeful that because it's outside and it's stadiums, yeah. that you know maybe we'll you know maybe we'll get lucky. You know, yeah. uh, who, who knows? Has has Fallout Boy thought about doing a live stream show? Uh, I mean, not that I've talked to them about really. It got kind of brought up at one point, and there, you know, I think the uh, the thought was there's you know, kind of now is not the time, maybe or yeah. or, or whatever. I, I, yeah, that's. 
kind of above my pay grade. Yeah. Um, I kind of get involved once they say we're doing this. That's kind of when I get involved. Okay. Um, but I don't think um, I, I, I'm not sure. I feel like it's it, it may not be their vibe. I, I don't really know, to be honest. Um, it'd be nice if they did for, you know, for, for me. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, mostly I don't even care about the money side. I, I, I just want to go mix something again, you know, other yeah. than, you know, mix it. I mean, I'm doing a lot of mixing of, of like local stuff and stuff like that. Not live, but actually like studio mixing stuff. You still have that. You still have that same studio. No, no. We dismantled that years ago. Uh, okay. I've just got a, I've got a little mix room in my basement uh, with a, with a slate Raven and. Uh, oh, that's and, what, that's what we're recording on right now. That's, I'm looking yeah. at one right now. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got I've got a Raven as well, and uh, and I, I love that thing. So is, is it the big? It's a big one, or is it a little Raven? No, it's the little one. It's okay. the little one. Okay. Yeah, I, I have no need for the big one. <laughs> yeah, Rob Rucha is uh, very close to Mister Slate. Yeah, yeah he does, uh, does yeah, a lot of stuff with them. Go ahead. I just finished testing the the headphone that they just released before they dropped it, and I couldn't wait to tell people but i couldn't tell anybody until <laughs> and i couldn't have pictures of it so anytime someone was in the studio i had to hide them and oh god if you haven't checked that out it's one of the greatest i mean everybody's raving about it it, it lets you mix and reference so fast you can swap rooms on the fly and be in all these different environments and it's unbelievable oh nice so is it similar to like adding uh sonar works to it, your, uh, it, to your is, thing? it is, but it isn't because they took that already. And what they did was took like NRG and Archon Studios yep. and a couple of other rooms as well as cars and boom boxes. And then some of the most popular headphone things. And they and modeled, they binarily modeled them. So it's That's all awesome. like, basically it's putting you in the room that you chose and eliminating any of the nodes or anything that you would get in your own room. And people were saying, why didn't they make monitors? And it's like, well, then your room still comes into play. You know, <laughs> exactly. they basically took the room out of the equation and made the best rooms. And like these rooms have like the Trinov systems EQing, you know, EQing them. Yeah. So they're flat rooms. And when you mix with them, you're basically, uh, you know, and they've interviewed like Jay Baumgartner was one of the people that tested. And he did a, a, one of his most recent mixes on a VSX headphone. And it's on the charts right now. Holy crap! Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I guess, I guess that Baumgartner guy, you know, he's he's probably okay. Yeah, yeah. but he also, I mean, he mixed in his living room, but it sounded like he was in NRG, which is his home. His home, yeah, yeah. So no, that's awesome, man. For them to impress him when they're using his own room, and some of the other guys that they've like had on their little commercials that they have, it's just mind bending. People are like blown away. There's a lot of cursing they've had to cut out because people are like get the fuck out of here can't believe it sounds like this what the hell you know it's like voodoo well that's crazy that i have i mean i haven't gotten i don't know maybe i got dropped from the slate mailing list somehow because uh, <laughs> i haven't seen anything about it oh they've been but blasting I, it all over social media i don't know if they ever did an email blast for it okay yeah i mean you was, know what i mean it was basically just, a social media campaign for it i unfollowed lots and lots of industry stuff uh at the top of this pandemic um, you know, for, for my own mental health to not yeah. see everything going crazy, you know, that I couldn't control. So I, uh, so I might, yeah, I might, maybe I unfollowed it. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll have to go look for it though. Cause that's definitely, I, I use the, the sonar works now. Uh, I mean, I have, uh, the Adam AX sevens or yeah. a seven X, AX seven, whatever it is. Um, I have those downstairs now, um, which I use for, for my, you know, for, for, 
speaker stuff. But if I want to, you know, simulate something or, or kind of make it a little more flat and take the room nodes out like you're talking about, I go to uh, – I, I go to headphones with sonar works. Yeah, and then people have been, you know, shooting it out against like the Abbey Road collection thing that the Waves put out, and then Waves had their yep. NX tracker thing where you had to wear this yep. Bluetooth thing on your headphones. And yep, yeah, I have one of those. I I, I wasn't a, a massive fan of that. I have one, but yeah. it, it didn't it didn't fit my style. If you no, will. I bought it and I never renewed the license because it just never worked for me. But the slate one definitely worked for me and I've been able to do like, you know, mixing faster and getting the references as quickly as I can in different environments. So it really like speeds up the whole process. Well, I'd say, I'd say, I know what I need to blow my per diem on next, but I don't, I don't have one of those anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and there, I mean, there's so much room for expansion like there is with the Raven and all the slate things. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're constantly adding things. So there's going to be more rooms coming out that he's going to add to the headphones. And eventually I'm guessing he'll have a way to make your own room available so that you can have your home anywhere you go. Man, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I want my home anywhere I go. Well, and that's, I mean, some people <laughs> do and that. some people don't. No, but like, I mean, it's like having like a Kemper for guitar, you know, like, right, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's like any amp you want wherever you go. Or if you're on the tour, just bring your USB stick with your amp on it. Yeah. I mean, the concept is awesome and that's, yeah. that's great. You know, I, I think, uh, and I, I've been a big fan of Slate stuff since I, pretty much since I heard of them, you yeah. know, like I got the, uh, I think I've had the Raven now for, Oh man, three, four years maybe. Yeah. When did it come out? Because I got I, I got the Gen two whenever that came out. Is when uh, I got that it. was like about twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty. So yeah. So I got it then, and man, I, I love that thing. And and, and I, much like everything electronic, it drives me insane at times. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, it can. But I mean, it the actually, big one does too. I mean, because they're constantly like everything playing catch up with technology. Like Apple yeah, will update yeah. something, and then Raven won't be compatible until they update it, and Pro Tools will go oh, and throw no. an update. And see, you you run a professional studio, so you have to worry about that stuff. I yeah. have this in my basement. I'm still on Pro Tools 11, 11 something. Yeah, and I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like I got, yeah. I, I hooked up Rivera with Pro Tools 10, and he's able to do everything he needs to do. Yep, I'm not. I'm not updating crap until I have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> and, have that like uh, curse of having to compete. Yeah, you, you got you got a real job to do. <laughs> you know, I'm doing stuff for friends and you know local local bands or whatever. And you know, I mean, I, I mean, I'll mix anything. You know, some national acts as they want me to do something for them, then sure, I'll I'll do it. But uh, I mean, I did help the, with the Fallout Boy DVD a few nice. years ago. Um, got myself a credit on that, so that was nice. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I love that thing. And, and that's kind of, you know, help keep things semi-sane, if you will. Sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at least you're still moving faders in, in a way. Yeah, exactly. It's, and yeah, I'm, I'm still being creative-ish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, uh, thank you for being on the show. You know, I, I really, oh, man. I really enjoyed it. I, I think we have something to ask you. Yeah, uh, Mr. Rob, uh, we follow you on social media. Oh yeah, and you have oh, you have some of the most insane memes that I have. I mean, I'm like such a I, dark sense of humor. It, 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 the thing is, I've known you all many all these years, and when I started following you on Facebook, is I don't remember Chad ever being kind of like this. And, and and so where where is uh, does that keep you sane? The memes? Uh, you know, it started out. 
it started out, uh, I don't remember how or why it started out, to be honest. Um, but it started, like, based on my timeline, I'd say it started, like, two years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was just one of those things where I, I found a couple of funny things, and I'd post a couple of funny things or whatever. And, and then at some point, it became a thing where I was like, oh, well, I'll post, like, three at a time, you know, or whatever. And, uh, and then it became a thing where, well, that's cool and that's fun. So I'll do three at a time now and then three at a time in like four or five hours, you know? And, uh, and I started getting some shit for it from some of my touring friends. And they were like, listen, dude, you're clogging up my feed. I was like, well, based on. Fuck, where'd you go? <laughs> things and keep... Am I gone again? No, nope, you're back. You're back. Am I gone again? Am I... All right. So based on Facebook logarithms, if you, you know if, if you don't click on things, it's not going to bring you back to that page as often. I was like, so if you if you don't want to see it, stop clicking like, you know. And, uh, it just became this it became this thing, and uh, I really don't know how or why it started, and and now it's just like I'm almost I'm probably better known for that than I am anything else at this point. <laughs> there, uh, I'll tell you, some it, of the stuff is I mean absolutely classic. Well, and it's funny because I actually just got done a, a three-day ban. Uh, I, was, I was kicked off for three days. Um, oh, you were in Facebook so I, jail? I was in Facebook jail for three days. Um, did you post something? I, did you post something on the politics side? Uh, you know, I guess kind of, sort of, um, but not really. Basically, it was just a joke. Um, it was a picture of a cat making a funny face, and it was a joke about. Um, basically a joke between the difference between Polish and Polish, how they're spelled the same. Yeah. And it, and it, and it talks about a German dictator, mm. uh, uh, you know, a, form, a former German dictator. And Facebook didn't find it very funny. Uh, even though, even though I took it off of Facebook, like that's where I get everything. It's from other Facebook pages. Yeah. I mean, uh, so. there's a lot of roles with Facebook these days. Where, oh yeah. Uh, I can't seen... imagine like for you guys, like, that business side of it, I can't even imagine. It's going to be crazy for you guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, for us, I mean, I don't post any memes. I mean, if I find something funny that I know will not offend anyone, I'll, I'll post it. But I try not to be – I don't want to be controversial or anything like that. Well, see, that's the thing. I won't post anything – like, I, I don't post anything racial. I won't post anything. And, and all my politics stuff, for the most part, is kind of uh, lampooning and scaring both sides. Yeah. Because uh, – because there's idiots all over the place. It's not just, you know, there's not just one idiot. There's, uh, I don't know how many members of House and Congress, because they're all idiots. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Chad, thank you so much for taking time out. I uh, really appreciate it, man. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll let you know when this goes up. Um, dude, just keep me informed whenever you're in Chicago, dude. I'd love to come out and see you. I would love to come out and see the st uh, Rob Studio as well. I would love to come see the studio for sure. Let, uh, next time I'm in town and... Uh, Oh, uh, let's try all get together and have a have a beverage of some sort and, uh, and a meal of some sort. Sounds good, buddy. You take care. And, man, uh, dude, if I don't talk to you, have an amazing holidays because they're coming up. Thanks, man. You too. You have, you, you have a good holiday with the kids, all right? All right, brother. You take care. All right. See you guys. See ya. Bye. Woo. Uh, it was a long one, I think. We, did we go over an hour, I think? Maybe. I don't know. So, I, lost, so, I lost track of time when, when, when yeah. we... We had some technical issues there. He trailed off a little bit, but we got a lot of great uh, material yeah, it was going out of him. Strong for a long time, and then all of a sudden he started vanishing on us. I think the yeah. uh, the, the world mm -hmm. of internet calls is overwhelmed currently because of everybody using it. Is something that you know we we have to deal with as as a as a team of podcasters. 
but you know, Chad has uh, has has been around the block, man. God, that guy has seen everything, been on the biggest tours I think I could ever imagine. As far as not just playing, I mean, imagine being a band playing those festivals like Fallout Boy playing, you know, sold out, headlining sixty thousand seat arena, but be the guy who has to make that work. Yeah, that that like, uh, that that's the pressure. Like like when we went through the live streaming stuff with Statement, you know, a couple weeks back, it, it was more stressful than any session I've ever done. I I did not like it, you know. Like I liked when it, the fact that it went off smooth as, as smooth as it could have gone. People got to see it, you know. And there's always going to be a percentage of people that are pissed off about something when something doesn't go their way. But imagine a sixty thousand person arena, and you're the guy with the, behind the board, and everybody turns and points at you, and they can't hear. Yeah, I mean, I saw like a Machine Head last year was uh, touring over in Europe, and somebody threw like a, a soda or water and it fell on top of the board and the whole thing went down. Like the whole thing went down, everything. Yeah. Like I think, I think the band was able to hear themselves, you know, on through stage. Through a monitor, a monitor yeah. split. Yeah. yeah that's through, a different their, board, but front yeah, of house their, dies. Yeah. Through their in-ears and all that stuff. But I think it took a total of 15 minutes and I can't imagine being that sound guy when nothing is working, I mean, do you have a backup board or what? You know, does the show is is the show and over? When you're on that big of a production like he is, I mean, like he said, there are backup redundant systems. Like he had, you know, it took him not even two minutes, but felt like weeks when something goes down. You know, yeah, that, that's the difference. Is like the every second. Did that happen at a festival? Yeah, that was at the Leeds Festival Leeds, or whatever it Leeds, is. Yeah, Leeds. Leeds, yeah, Leeds. And I can imagine, I mean, like I said, I've known Chad for 20 years now, or 21, maybe 20. I think I met him in, I met him in 2001, so 19 years. Next year, yeah. it'll be 20. And I've seen that guy get mad. And on a small level, like, you know, we were just playing shows with Head P.E., we were doing House of Blues and stuff like that. He didn't have a board. He but most it was of those whatever venues, board that yeah, was there. Yeah, yeah, but most of those most of the I mean all the House of Blues venues have all updated equipment and everything. Yeah, but when you when you go to a little Joe Schmo venue and then there's and then there's this board that has ten channels that don't work. <laughs> I've seen him go off the deep end. You know, yeah. like you get another board in here or the show's not happening because you know on the uh, I'll say you know I have you know he only had out of twenty four channels. You only you have ten that are not working, right? Well, and that's what I'm saying is it's it's like the the scenario of you know your job as production manager, front of house, TM, all the things is to make sure that the show does what it's supposed to do, so that the people who paid their ticket can feel like they were entertained the same way every every other fan has been. Yeah, you know, like there was there have been gigantic you know lawsuits from concert goers that have felt like every other concert that you know was on that tour was better than the one they had for whatever reason they could get their money back yeah you know so you need to be like careful and and thank god the the statement thing we did nobody asked for a refund everybody got what they paid for and then some and and we had to do some serious customer service but how do you do that for a sixty thousand seat arena tour yeah i mean uh, it's you can't. A, you you have to make sure every night goes off perfectly. Yeah, that's. I mean, thankfully our stream definitely. I mean, I have not seen you that stressed. Even when we did the replays, you know, like 
you know, the broad, the rebroadcast and, and that, well, that because those were trying to figure things out too. And people were very understanding about that. But when it gets to the one where people like, I don't even know what those festivals like would cost as far as, you know, what the leads, like, like ticket prices, probably hundreds of dollars or whatever, you know, because it's a giant festival. Yeah. But people travel, yeah. And people travel from, oh, far, yeah, you know, man, to go I mean, to these, it's not, it's not like, Hey, we're going to this neighborhood, 60,000 people in this neighborhood is going to come. You know, they're traveling from no. all over the Europe and even fly. I've seen people flying from the U.S. To and go, yeah, yeah, yeah everywhere. To, to, to go see Download and, and stuff like that because there's no festivals like that over here. You know, like, Right. Like, yeah, you'll see venues out there too, like like outdoor arenas that are, you know, because they're made for soccer, they're built like for 80,000 people. So you can yeah. cram in all the people that want to go and – you can charge a premium for that, and I can't even imagine what would happen if the PA didn't work. <laughs> yeah, uh, Oops. that would be that would. Oh, sorry. Yeah, nobody, Everybody. nobody can hear, and you really need. A, I mean, not just the speakers in the front, but there's speakers throughout that you have to have set up, time aligned, and you know, I mean, make sure that everyone in that arena can hear what they've been paying for, and 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 switch over sets with like you know less than like up to forty five minutes or less you know, time to get on a headliner swap where you have to have this production. Like he was talking about that led stage. That's insane. Like, yeah. And, and you imagine that all oh, the shows canceled, uh, 60,000 of you please form a single file line. And leave no, you would have, you would have a monster riot. Yeah. It would be dangerous because let me people... tell you, man, let me tell you something. And Port, we played, a, uh, we didn't play. Sorry. I went to go see Metallica in Puerto Rico during the black album. And, uh, just so you know how thing when things get canceled, bands get. I mean, Metallica was a band that has been like Puerto Rico. Metallica's like massive, like a lot of Metallica fans, as they are everywhere else. But um, the show got canceled because of rain. It was an outdoor stadium, and there was a massive riot. Like all the things were falling everywhere. Mm. Like Metallica, I, like it was, it was just, it was pouring down rain. There was no way to have the concert. Absolutely no way to have this concert. And there was like forty thousand people there. People that flew in from Florida, which wow. is only a two-hour, only a two-hour flight, you know. And and imagine like a sixty thousand. Uh, well, that that's an act of, of nature. I mean, the people can't hold that against a, a, a company. You know, no, I mean, but, while no, they may what, they may complain about it, there'll be rain checks issued, and they'll have to reschedule or refund. Well, no, or, but what what happened was, and I'm sure they have they insurance said, for that. That they said the show was going to go on. Wow! So after after 45 minutes, they said it. Oh, the show's canceled. That place went nuts. I immediately started running away from the crowd because I didn't want to get trampled or anything like that. I mean, it was bad. Oh, I could imagine. It was really bad, but anyway, that was an awesome chat with uh, Chad, and I'm hoping to in the future have more, more crew people. I'm gonna reach out to some more people, see and. Yeah, we got to get some more of the behind the, the the scenes guys because they've been idling right now with all the the pandemic, and you know I'm sure there's 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 a desire from everyone, not just the artists, to get back out there. So we need to talk to more crew guys uh, and make I'm gonna, sure they're doing well. I want to give a, a nice plug to Joshua Toomey from Talk Toomey. He actually interviewed Patrick King, who was Vinnie Paul's longtime drum tech, and everyone should go check that out. That is an amazing episode. Incredible stories, probably by one of the best out there. Awesome. Yeah, I'll have to go check that out. 
But everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, hoping to have more podcasts up run, up and running like more frequently. It's just been we've been kind of busy doing all kinds of different stuff with Nonpoint, and there's still more stuff to come. So um, definitely, uh, thank you for your patience. Enjoy this podcast. Uh, if you have any questions, email us at email us at robcastpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Robcast Podcast. Let us know your suggestions. Go to that thing online and give us a rating, please. Yep, reviews how, are welcome. How, how are we doing on the reviews? Are we doing good? I got to check out the iTunes ones. I, I, yeah. I don't really look at the other ones, but um, okay. I'm going to go take a look. Yeah, but we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Everywhere I, that podcast. I think I, I think uh, Amazon has podcast. Are we on Amazon yeah. podcast too? Everywhere okay. that podcasts exist. Google Play, Stitcher, it's Deezer, the, the Robcast. I don't podcast. know. I don't know. Wherever. Anyway, you guys take care. Thank you so much. Until next time. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to the Robcast podcast. Be sure and subscribe to get notified on future episodes. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Robcast Podcast. And feel free to send us comments and suggestions at robcastpodcast at gmail.com.